What's up, guys? This is Bee's Nest, a pop culture and lifestyle podcast. This is the last episode of the year. We made it. We did it, you guys. Great job all around. I can't thank you all enough for tuning in and listening to the show again and again. If any one of these shows brought you even a minute of happiness or laughter or covered something that you were interested in during this shit show of a year, then recording in my closet was all worth it. At this point, I think I sound like a broken record when I say that I honestly started this thing just to be able to talk to people that I know and like and respect and to connect during a time when it's unbelievably easy to feel cut off from any semblance of the real world. I hope it's felt at least a little bit of the same for you listening. If you haven't listened to every single episode, most of us seem to be in the middle of another complete lockdown, so why not take advantage of that? Remedy it. NHL Network's Jackie Redman, ET Canada's Sangeeta Patel, GQ's Young Go, all show up to chat pop culture love with me while Bolo's Callie Rykus and freelance writer Megan Ray came on with issues that mean a lot to them and affect huge communities. I mean, all of these shows are my children, so I can't choose a favorite, but please go back, listen to some that you've missed. I promise they're all worth it. Today's episode is brought to you by Kat Yaniga Jewelry. Kat was my guest on the last episode of the show, and if you saw the promo video on Instagram, You saw her handmade earrings I was wearing, and I will rock again for New Year's Eve. The rest of me will be in some sort of stretchy sweatsuit outfit, but at least my lobes will be decked out. Head to Kat's website, katyaniga.com. That's Kat, J-A-N-I-G-A.com to find something beautiful and Canadian made for yourself. Use promo code BeesNestPodcast to get 15% off. My guest today is celebrity stylist and fashion expert, Erica Wark. She regularly appears on shows like The Social, The Marilyn Dennis Show, E-Talk, and Your Morning with useful style tips and fashion advice for any season, trend, or event you could think of. She came on the show to absolutely school me and how to properly clean out my closet for a fresh start for 2021. She also promised to come and help me in person if this pandemic ever ends. And I think I'm a bit of a lost cause, so her being here in person might actually be the only thing that works for me, but we'll see about that. We also talked about her choices for the best looks of the year. I know it's weird to just hear about it on a podcast, but Just Google the images as you listen. What else are you even up to? And she also talked about her favorite Canadian brands. Her website, ericaonfashion.com, is a treasure trove of photo shoots that show exactly how to style a perfect look and feature a lot of the same homegrown labels she mentions on the show. I was going to record a soliloquy about my inability to part with any pieces of clothing because I have a very weird sentimental attachment to everything I own. But Erica and I actually cover that, so I'm not gonna do that. You can just listen to it. And we're gonna start that right now. Hi, Erica. 
<laughs> Hello. How are you? You know, I'm surviving. How are you? Also surviving, hanging out in my closet <laughs> as best I can. I am hanging out in uh, the bedroom that I'm currently sleeping in. So, you know, I get it. Yeah. We're all stuck in our rooms. <laughs> Perfectly fine. How's yes. your winter is how's your winter starting off? Uh it's been, you know, I have to say like we've had decent weather. It hasn't been too cold just yet. Mm -hmm. I'm still able to wear like my fun coats still hanging on to the very last day where I possibly can until we end up in the, you know, giant um snow or uh, sleeping bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm already in mine. So, I, I have are? no patience for the cold. I don't like to be cold at all. I'm still holding on a little bit, a little bit. It's because you got such great style. I see your coats on Instagram. <laughs> I see your cool layered outfits. <laughs> well, truth be told, I'm spending most of my days in loungewear or sweatsuits, as I'm sure most of the world is. A hundred percent. I got dressed up for today though, to see you because you're so stylish. Uh, and I noticed and you look stunning. Thank you. And I know you. we've talked about this before, but you have like the best hair. <sighs> so, okay. You have exquisite hair as well. Like you're rocking mm. super straight share hair right now. And I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know what, this is actually just like what it does. It's just, it's just like, it's just straight. That's all it it's does, just, really. It's just smooth and silky and shiny. I don't know <laughs> what to do with it. Poor me. Been there. No, I would I'm like digging your hair. waves. I'm like, man, I just have some like hair goals over there right now with those waves. <laughs> you know, I slept in wet hair and I put it in like French braids, like really badly done French braids because I don't know how to French braid. And when I woke up, it wasn't wavy so much as it was just seriously kinky. And so I thought about straightening it, but I knew that it would just look a hot mess. So <laughs> I curled it. It's still a little, like there's some pieces that aren't quite waves, aren't quite curls. Well, you're fooling me because I think it looks amazing. You, you basically should be in a, like one of those shampoo commercials or something with that <laughs> oh. hair. <laughs> At me, anyone listening to that. <laughs> I also, to let you know how far I went for this interview, I'm not even wearing sweatpants on my bottoms. I'm wearing a straight me? up dress with like just bare legs. What? I know. I went above and beyond. I feel honored. I feel honored and touched and uh, I will never forget this moment. Thank you. It's because you're the style queen of Toronto and I wanted to impress you. <laughs> well, consider me impressed. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. We can, I have so many questions for you because you're so stylish and you just have all the answers to everything. So oh God, wow. <laughs> a lot of pressure, but okay, let's, let's get into it. <laughs> it's the end of the year. And my biggest thing that I tell myself I'm going to do almost every day that I don't have too much work to do. I'm like, today's the day we're going to clean out our closet and it never happens. And I record these in that closet. And anytime I do, I literally just have to schlep like two laundry baskets full of clothes that need to be folded or hung up or organized in any way. I push them out of the way. I drag my desk in here and I record and then I just reverse it. And the <laughs> next day I'm like, gotta clean out that closet. Gotta make this easier on myself. But I don't. So 
give me some of your best tips and advice for effectively cleaning out a closet, especially for someone like me. I'm a bit of a hoarder. I have really weird emotional attachment to clothes. I don't know why. I'll look at a piece and say, never going to wear this again, but just best to keep it because you never know. Yeah. I mean, you are one of probably billions of women who feel the same way. I mean, I, it, that's the most common thing I hear. Um, we all probably have too much stuff. I mean, they say that the average is we only wear 20% of our wardrobe, which is such a shame. Wow. Yeah, it's really sad. And so, you know, I always go with that in mind when I have clients to where I go do their closets. And uh, I feel like people are always surprised because they think I'm going to come into their home and just like, you know, what not to wear them and just get rid of everything. That is yeah. not what I do. <laughs> also, do you hear that vacuum? I'm in the middle of a reno and I apologize. I don't hear it at all. So. Okay, good. You might hear some banging. You might hear some saws. It's chaos downstairs. So yeah. anyway, we're just going to roll with it. Um, so it's funny that you bring up the closet because I just moved into a new house my closet system, actually just my brand new closet system for our master bedroom, which is above me right now, um, just got installed over the last couple of days. And so last night, my husband and I were up to like 11 o'clock last night, um, putting all our clothes back in. And I, I even did a little bit of purging in that moment. And I purge all the time. Like mm -hmm. I am quite organized, practice what you preach, as they say. And I really do. Um, so that said, it just goes to show that even someone like me who does this for a living uh, also can sometimes have, you know, too many things that we're not wearing. So mm -hmm. I would say, first of all, don't put too much pressure on yourself to get it all done at once because it's impossible. Uh, you have to give yourself, you know, a bit of time to really work at that closet. I actually did a, a makeover, a virtual makeover on the Marilyn Dennis show last month where I had to help a woman out with her closet. And it's funny because, you know, the producers thought, okay, well, we'll just do like one virtual appointment and then we'll do the reveal, whatever. Well, no, I had to do it. Like <laughs> I had to meet with her virtually like seven times before the reveal because wow. it, it is such a process and it's overwhelming and you cannot by yourself get through it all in one go. So mm -hmm. I'll tell you that first, give yourself a break. And I will say, do it at little bits at a time. So maybe if you've got two laundry baskets of extra stuff, <laughs> you know, maybe just go through one in one day and then the next day tackle the next. Like you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself or you will continuously give up or not even get started. Mm -hmm. um, once you have decided how you're going to schedule out purging your closet and organizing it, um, you want to think about three different things. So you want to think about your toss pile, your donation pile, and your consignment pile. Toss pile is like things that are literally broken, dead, done, that can't be salvageable for someone else to wear. Mm -hmm. Donate is pieces that are well-loved, but still in good shape and can be donated to, I mean, there's so many different places where we can donate to, which is fantastic. Um, and consignment is a really great way to reduce landfill, but also to make some money off your clothes. 
Um, I've been consigning for, oh my gosh, probably over a decade. And it's a fantastic way to make some extra cash. And also uh, for those who do hang on to your clothing with emotional attachment, it's a nice feeling knowing that someone has then purchased that product and will love it and wear it. I always feel like that that's a nice way of like letting something go, knowing that it's going to a new home who will appreciate it and probably wear it. <laughs> it's going to a nice family. Yeah. Maybe it'll be in some photos. Exactly. You might catch it on Instagram one day. <sighs> so I would say those are three things to consider uh, when you're starting. The other thing that will make a world of difference is hangers. And there are so many different styles of hangers now. I would say if you're working in a small closet space, like myself, for example, we built like sort of a closet system because they're, uh, the master's just like a big room. So we built like a closet system on one wall. And um, we use exclusively like those velvet hangers mm -hmm. because they're really thin. So you can fit basically double the amount compared to like a plastic hanger, for example, or a wooden hanger. Um, and the fabric of the hanger actually holds onto every particle of clothing. Um, so you don't have to worry about your blouses slipping off when you're going through your closet. It also uh, helps avoid getting that awkward like hanger poke on your shoulders, yep. <laughs> which is so frustrating. <laughs> Uh, so it really is like a foolproof way of making your closet look a hundred times more organized when in reality, all you've done is switched out the hangers. Yeah. Another thing that I like to do is I like to work in sections. So I don't know, say for example, you've got two rods, a top and a bottom, and I will take out like the entire top chunk of clothing, throw it on my bed and literally go through every single piece. And that's why I say take your time because yeah. it does take time. And the thing is you don't want to half-fast it because then you're going to end up still being disappointed about your closet and it not being functional. So you really want to sort of comb through everything and that will give you a better idea of where to put everything when you do put it back. So for example, on this hanger that we've just taken out onto the bed, say there's kind of a mishmash of like, denim and shirts and blouses and dresses and whatever. I actually like to organize my clothing by category and by color. So I'll start with, for example, tank tops, lightest to darkest, and I'll go t-shirts, lightest to darkest, long sleeve, lightest to darkest, blouses, lightest to darkest, and so forth. It is a game changer. Whoa. I know it sounds like a lot, but trust me, once you're in it, it really isn't. And think about it. You've already taken the chunk onto your bed. So then it's literally just color, code, co uh, color coding and organizing by essentially sleeve length. Mm -hmm. So already there, I'm telling you, you will save so much time in the morning getting dressed because you will know exactly where everything is. And so the same concept goes for the rest of your wardrobe. Now, if you have even, say, a tighter space, maybe you live in a condo or you just live in an older home that doesn't have a big closet, that's okay. They also have hangers now that actually blow my mind where it almost is like a layered hanger. So you can actually buy hangers that say, for example, can hold five shirts on one rod. Yeah, you know? they're like those little step stool hangers almost. Yes, 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 yes. 
Those things are fantastic, especially I like to use mine. I have some and I like to use them on my basics. So for example, I'll do like an entire, they usually come in like a, a five pack. So I'll do like five white tanks together and then I'll do like five black tanks together, like sort of my basics mm -hmm. because those are things you might go to fairly often, but they're also not, you know, dare I say special enough that you need <laughs> a velvet hanger all to itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, this beautiful blouse that you picked up at a vintage shop that, you know, you want to sort of have its own little hero hanger. Like if you're looking to create more space, those are excellent for all your basics. Um, same goes for pants. So, you know, if you love denim and you've got a whole bunch of jeans, I would highly recommend um, doing the same concept where you buy a pant hanger that has like several hanging spaces on one hanger. And then you can also still color code that. So say you've got a bunch of black jeans, you can keep that all in one, blue jeans all in one and so forth. I also, hot tip, like to, I know this may sound weird, but I actually like to keep my pants inside out in my closet oh. because over time, inevitably, especially, you know, as seasons change, our clothes can even get a little bit dusty in our closets. Mm -hmm. So that will avoid if you're like in a pinch and have to grab that pair of pants, you're not dealing with that like awkward dust line <laughs> in your pants. <laughs> So it'll just like be a much smoother transition and it keeps them cleaner and it keeps them in better shape. So that's another little hot tip there. That's now, I all also, of our as I jeans said, and dress pants once we get out of this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Dusty ass skirts, dresses, jeans, anything with buttons and zippers, dusty. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. They will, they will need some, uh, a little extra TLC at the end of this thing, I think. But yeah, and then I, I mean, everyone's closet is obviously different. Every client I have has a different um, problem to solve, so to speak. But I feel like those couple of rules generally uh, make a world of difference. The other thing I'll also mention is if there are spaces in your closet or even if in your dressers that need to be folded areas, I also like to categorize those by different sections as well. So for example, um, I even, and I know I'm next level here, so try not to judge me too hard, but I even have like, um, clear Tupperware bins that I put like in my top drawer and it's like underwear, bras, socks. So that they're not all just jumbled into one so yeah. I can easily access them whenever I need to, or like all my workout wear, it's all in one dresser together. Mm -hmm. And then I do the Mary Kondo folding method. So everything sits up. So I can see every single item. So when I need to grab that specific pair of black leggings out of a sea of black leggings, I know where they are. That's insane. I start out that way where everything is super organized and folded and everything has a place. And then just, I, I devolve over time where it's just like, I don't need this anymore. Throwing it on top. I put on a sweater and then go, oh, I don't want to wear this today. I'm not going to hang it back up. Just going to go, you know, the chair in your room. That's just the clothes chair. I have that I clothes chair and that's what it's there for. And it's just a pile <laughs> of clothes. And that's when like at the end of the month, I'm just like, I can't, I can't deal with all these clothes. So I just scoop up the whole thing. I throw it into my closet. I close the door and I pretend like it doesn't exist. Oh, I think the lesson for you <laughs> is they say to break a habit. It takes three weeks of doing something the right way every day. So if you can promise me to not put a single article of clothing on that chair for three weeks 
and every time hang it back up or fold it up and put it away, then I think you're going to break your habit. I just don't want the chair to feel like I don't love it anymore. Well, but you could just put a pillow on it. I don't know. <laughs> I told my husband, it's so funny you say that because I told my husband when we moved into this new house, I was like, you are not allowed a chair in our bedroom because he does this same thing. Every time we go home to um, his, his parents' place, they have a chair in his bedroom and we'll only stay safe for like a weekend or something. Of course, this is pre-pandemic. And I'm not kidding. By Sunday, the chair was like filled with a hundred things. And I'm like, you don't even live here anymore. What is all this stuff? So I said, why did you bring so many clothes? No chair. Yeah. I'm like, where did this come from? It's like unbelievable. So I understand that that is a thing. I never had a chair growing up in my room. So I guess maybe I missed the, the whole experience. I don't know. But it can be a very tempting place to uh, be a sort of carry-all space where you just throw it and go. So my, my little plan for you is for three weeks, I want you to try not doing it and see, maybe it'll stick and maybe your closet will you know, be your dream closet that you've wanted all this time. Maybe. I, it's crazy <laughs> too, because like, it's not as if I'm you know, going through outfits like crazy day in, day out. Like I'm wearing the same pair of sweatpants. Maybe like cycling through like three different sweaters a week because it's gross and grimy around here. But <laughs> somehow all of these like leather leggings are just all over the place. I haven't worn jeans, but somehow there's like four pairs of jeans just on the floor. <laughs> it feels like I do this in my sleep. It's like I'm going through a little runway show asleep. I sleepwalk down a runway <laughs> and then I just leave everything puddled on the floor. I mean, may maybe, who knows? I It's a mystery. Listen, I would happily, when this pandemic is over, I will happily help you with your closet. It would be, it would be uh, an honor. It's so, I have such a weird connection to clothes that I shouldn't. Like, I'm also, I'm super guilty whenever a girlfriend or acquaintance is like, oh, I have a bag of clothes that I'm going to be donating. Like, do you want to have a quick look through it and see if there's anything there? I will grab so many things because I think I'm going to make these amazing outfits. I think I'm going to just start a whole new trend. And so I have skirts that I'm looking at right now. I haven't worn them, but it's just like, I can't even imagine throwing them away. What if, well, what if the perfect outfit is out there, Erica? It just needs to be paired. Or what if it's the perfect person who needs to find, like live and love that skirt, right? I'll never know. <laughs> Remember, you're not throwing it away. You're either donating it or consigning it so someone else can love that piece. One of my rules when I do that with my girlfriends and I say like, okay, I finally took me like eight days to clean out my closet. I have half a bag of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the one rule is take whatever you want. Don't ever wear it in front of me because I'll be like, oh my God, look at how amazing it is. How could I have given that away? <laughs> Yeah, that's actually probably a good call. I never thought about that. You have to be wary when you're giving things away to your friends. You don't want to, you just don't want to see it again. I don't want to part with it, but I'm parting with it, so I don't want to see it. Don't put it in my face. Exactly. Don't show me I mean, that I, I made a huge say, mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like general rule of thumb with my clients is if you haven't worn something, unless it's special occasion, of course, but like generally like an everyday wearable piece, if you haven't worn something in at least 
a year and a half, two years, it's got to go. Okay. And if it doesn't fit, it's got to go. Don't bring that juju, that bad juju into your closet. Like why hold on to a size double zero skirt that you wore once when you were 16 when all it does is makes you feel bad. I'm not about that energy. I feel like your closet, you should walk in your closet every morning and feel excited about what you're going to wear that day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having things in there that are just not, you know, bringing you good vibes and, and love, then it shouldn't be in there. What if I get mono, Erica? <laughs> <laughs> then all of my clothes are going to be too oversized for me. And I'd be like, oh, I got rid of those triple XS Aritzia sweatpants. Well, then you can call me and yell at me. How about that? <laughs> I have to restock my whole closet now because I had mono that one time. Yeah, I'll take you shopping then if that's the case, if that happens. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> those are really good tips. And I will, maybe this weekend I will tackle this monolith of a closet. Oh, it's so little bits at a time, little bits at a time. Take I almost one chunk wish, at a time. I almost wish someone would just come in here and get rid of a bunch of stuff and not tell me what, because I probably wouldn't even notice. You're probably right. <laughs> you, you probably, by the sounds of what you're saying to me, you probably wouldn't notice, but you know, that's not, uh, that's not, you know, how we roll. We want to make sure that when we're working with clients and in their closets, that they, you know, feel excited to be back in their space and, and hopefully even find some old gems that you forgot about. I mean, that happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it might not be forgotten about because it's no longer loved. It was forgotten about simply because there's just too much and it's overwhelming. Yeah. I think that's very common. And so, you know, the whole concept of cleaning out a closet and organizing it is the, so that you actually get more wearability out of the pieces you have. And then you're shopping less. It's, you know, becoming a conscious consumer, which I think is so important, uh, especially right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to take you up on some of your stuff. I don't know if I'm ready for the chair, but one <laughs> we'll get there. day at least. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move more into style. And I want to know what some of maybe your favorite trends are and which ones you're, you're thinking just don't even apply anymore. Because I feel like style is all over the place lately. Maybe especially with the pandemic, people wearing like leisure wear 24-7. Remember those, those tie-dye sweatsuits that were happening at the beginning when we were all still yes. so starry-eyed about this pandemic? <laughs> Can I be honest though? I have been obsessed with loungewear and athleisure forever. Yeah. So I kind of was like, hooray, this is like an even bigger thing than it already was in my life anyway. I already loved buying matching sets. I already loved wearing loungewear. I loved the athleisure trend. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite things to style on myself personally, because, you know, with my, with my job, I do so much running around. I do so much schlepping that it's really important for me to be comfortable, but still look good at the same time. And I feel like athleisure is like that perfect hybrid sweet spot. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's, you know, even more on trend than ever, I'm, I'm kind of doing a happy dance about it. Yeah. That's been, a I love tie dye. I'm a child of like, I grew up in the nineties. I'm all about that tie dye life. Yeah. <laughs> I was so actually sad 
when that came out because I was like, oh, now all my tie-dye stuff isn't even special anymore. People are just going to be like, oh, <laughs> you're on that tie-dye Instagram trend. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, ah, man, I still love it. Like, I just got a, I just picked up a brunette the label tie-dye sweatsuit from their winter collection like two weeks ago. I'm, I'm still, it's still going strong in my life. And I, I hope <laughs> to be wearing it till I'm, you know, 90. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be one of those like street style stars with the gray hair and the cool tie-dye sweatsuit. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Um, I feel like other trends that I'm a big fan of right now, you know, I think more than ever, people are really focused on functionality and practicality while still looking good. And I feel like things like, you know, the sort of fanny pack crossbody hybrid has become such a big trend. Mm -hmm. And I love that look. It looks great and it's so functional. You're hands free. You're able to, you know, get, you know, pick up a call or if you're going gro grocery shopping or something, you've got, you know, it's just so much more accessible. And um, I think that's going to be a trend that is here to stay moving forward. And there's so many different styles and, and um, really fun ways to make it your own and really like elevated versions of it. You know, in the beginning when the fanny pack came back into style, it was sort of like the true blue, you know, 80s fanny pack. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. But then, you know, these beautiful elevated versions started hitting the market. And I was like, man, this is really some special stuff. I mean, look at Sasha Exeter's uh, collab with Ella Handbags. I mean, that's sold out in like three minutes like clearly yeah. it is a trend that women want to be wearing and will continue to be wearing and when it's done in such a beautifully uh curated way in such a classic elevated look it's something that you will have in your wardrobe for a long time and will really never go out of style another trend that i'm obsessed with right now are combat boots i love combat boots i've always been a fan of ankle boots for the fall winter season but this year, they're a little bit more rugged. They're a little bit more edgy. Still in line with that whole athleisure trend that I said I can't get enough of. And so many different fun, like, colorways and prints and, you know, grommet details and embellishment. Just, like, really cool fashion-forward footwear right now that, to my point as er of earlier, being, you know, functional. Like, they're still functional. They're still waterproof, water-resistant. They're still, like great for our Canadian winters. They've got like the rubber sole. I just feel like these are the things that a lot of us are flocking to right now because being especially in Toronto in the lockdown, there's not much to do other than to go for walks, like walking your dog or just going for a walk. And, um, and now that's a lot of the only way we can see our friends and family is like outside at a distance. So you still want to look cute, but you also <laughs> need to be schlepping. So I just feel like you know, there's so many really cool pieces that have come out during this pandemic that are really beautiful, but still practical. And I think that's kind of where the fashion industry is going these days. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for it. I think it's great. Yeah, I love, I also love the combat boot look. And to your point about like athleisure wear, if you're wearing like the, the workout pants, the high-waisted tight workout pants, they fit so perfectly into all the combat boots. It's a sleek look. You feel like, you could tell people like, I just came from the gym. Yes, it's <laughs> we're on lockdown, but 
I was working out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love and, it. And yeah, and I think the other thing too that um, has obviously become a focal point in our wardrobes these days are outerwear. Mm -hmm. And of course, in Canada, fall winter outerwear is always a must have. But again, because that's kind of all we're wearing outside of our homes these days, outerwear has kind of become like the it thing to look for. And there have been, again, there's just so many beautiful pieces coming out, a lot of which are Canadian designers. I mean, they think about Soya and Kio, So Skin, um, Gazelles, um, My Coat is Blue. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many to think about. Um, even Aritzia is having like, their puffers are, be are beyond, just so much fun, so many cool colorways. Moose um, Knuckles. Um, oh my gosh, I could go on and on. Like the Canadian macage, there are so many talented Canadian outerwear designers. And the styles that have come out this year are just so much fun. And I think it's a nice way to sort of spoil ourselves and to feel good in what is really a, a really crappy time. Mm -hmm. And if and you know I think we all know we've got a long winter ahead of us and so if like putting on a beautiful coat makes us feel good even for like an hour I am all about that that's why I got into this industry that's why I got into this business is making people feel good um, my mom was a nurse and she you know is all about like caring for other people and is so empathetic and selfless and um I just loved all of those qualities about her and except I would like faint at the sight of blood. So that clearly was something that <laughs> was not going to work out for me, but I really do feel like I still found my calling through fashion because making men and women feel good in their own skin is like the best feeling in the world. It brings me so much joy. And I just think like clothing can transform how you feel in a day. Like when you put something on in the morning and you feel good in it, it completely changes how you even like stand, how you move, um, your overall demeanor. Like it's just so incredibly powerful. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why, why should I be buying clothes right now? And yeah, in some cases, sure. Why should you be buying clothes right now? I understand. But if, if you've really thought about something for a long time and it's something that you really could use in your wardrobe and um, back to the conscious consumption, if there's something that you've really thought about and that you know would bring you lots of joy, I just think like, get it, go get it, put it on, feel good. Because right now it's really like the silver linings in life that matter. It's the small things. And if putting on that tie-dye sweatsuit <laughs> makes you feel good, then girl, go put it on. I know Doesn't for me it does. an evening gown. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I definitely notice a difference in my attitude um, between days, one where like I spend like the entire day in my PJs and don't move and just act as like a couch potato on my laptop all day versus a day when I wash my face, I do my whole skincare regimen, I put on I mean, it's still just like a tracksuit, but it's a cute one. It's got yes. some color to it. Even yes. there are days when I'm still like just in a tracksuit, but I will put on fake eyelashes. And I like, well, love now that. I look glam as hell. <laughs> yeah, you do. 
No, I totally agree. I mean, uh, I feel the same way as you, like even just putting on mascara and a bit of blush makes a world of difference. Um, I feel like the fact that, you know, now we're filming some of our segments from home, it's kind of uh, inadvertently in a good way, like kept me sort of like aware of like putting in the effort. Because mm -hmm. you're right, it's so easy to just like live in sweat or live in uh, pajamas all day and not wash your face and all those things. And listen, we all have days like that, and that's cool. But uh, it is, I'm, I'm kind of glad that it like forces me to like get up, wash my hair, do my hair, put on my makeup, put on cute clothes, because it does make me feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like basically partly why I started this podcast is because I was forced to make myself presentable to see people over video. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be a bum all day. You got to talk to Erica later. She's going to look great. <laughs> so you better bring it. <laughs> eyeshadow. It's whatever works, whatever works. And I noticed that eyeshadow and that lip. Uh, <laughs> I honestly only do this for the compliments. Um, <laughs> when, so when you were talking, you obviously listed a lot of, uh, Canadian coat companies that you love, but everyone is trying to help out as much as they can during the pandemic. Small businesses are getting hit so hard. Um, everyone's trying to shop a little more local than they probably would have before. Um, what are some of your favorite local brands to give love to? Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to like send an email with a list because it's like, <laughs> Where do I begin? We have so much in, like, oh, the talent in this country is just, it blows my mind. Um, I'm okay, I'm gonna try. I'll try to list off a whole bunch, but if I forget you and I forget to mention you, I'm sorry, but know that I love you. <laughs> um, Kept Sleepwear, I love their sleepwear. Um, Enamored, their jewelry is just incredible, handmade. It's like artisan, so gorgeous. Kayla Kay makes the best like fashion forward blouses and dresses and gorgeous colors and prints. Um, Greta Constantine, I mean, I've worked with them for almost a decade and you know, their gowns and jumpsuits and it's just so, uh, it's invigorating. Narcissus is another one that is just like, her gowns are so incredible. And right now she's making these beautiful face masks that literally look like a piece of art on your face. And I think it's actually a really great stocking stuffer idea for like the fashion forward person in your life. Mm -hmm. They're really, really cool. I soul, uh, two Toronto based sisters who do gorgeous handbags that are uh, vegan and sustainably made. They also started doing uh, face masks and like mask accessories, like chains, which were so cool, like really well priced. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, Noni out of uh, the West, uh, West Coast. Her stuff is so beautiful. Her coats, her vests, her pants, her stuff is so beautiful. Leslie Hampton, Toronto-based as well. Um, she actually just came out with a really beautiful uh, loungewear collection that's really outstanding. Um, and like go a gorgeous bombers that I'm just obsessed with. Um, oh man. Uh, who else? Who else? Sense of Independence. They have wicked matching sets. They're a Toronto boutique, but they have a really great online presence as well. And uh, their sweatsuits are so fun. Tons of tie dye, uh, but like also oh. lots of like star prints and colors and really, really great. Um, and again, owned by like two women who are just awesome. Um, Tiki's. I love Tiki's. They uh, were 
at first known for their sandals, but now they also have like a entire collection of loungewear, which is just bananas. They came out with like this like brushed fleece line that is reversible, which like blows my mind. I have a set and it's like so much fun. Yeah, their stuff um, looks incredibly comfortable. Oh, it's so comfortable. And they have stuff for the whole family, which I just think is so cute. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like I could just go on forever. There's just so... Mishi has incredible uh, activewear that I'm obsessed with, like really fashion forward, edgy, innovative, but still like totally functional and practical. Their stuff is so cool. Um, RYU is another really, really great one for uh, activewear, Respect Your Universe, another great Toronto brand. Um, Dewar Denim, Dewar Denim's jeans are like super well-priced and like, incredibly comfortable like I normally my go-to is normally like citizens of humanity which are like ugh, such a rip-off so like $300 a pair <laughs> and then I found Dewar spelled D-U-E-R and their jeans are like more than half the price and feel the exact same on my body like they are so fantastic they're like a really great mid-rise and they've come in different washes I'm a big fan of them I think their stuff is so great Annie and Ren is really cute boutique as well that also carries like maternity stuff that's like fashion forward. Um, man, I mean, yeah, but like the talent here is just beyond. Um, I, I'm constantly discovering new designers too. Like another new one that I discovered over the summer during the pandemic was um, Accessories by Talia. And she's got really great, beautiful, like layerable pieces. Um, cute earrings, cute necklaces that you can like sort of stack them up, which I know is such a big trend right now. And then how could I forget about Jenny Bird? I'm wearing Jenny Bird right now. Yeah. Um, her stuff is just fantastic and like always so on trend. I'm all about like the chain details right now. I just can't get enough of that, of that look, both in like silver and gold, so much fun. Yeah, I mean like, I, I could literally send you an email with like an unlimited amount of, the talent that is in this country. I feel really honored to be a part of the industry and um, and to be able to work with some of these people because they're also just so passionate and kind and they really just love what they do, which is, mm -hmm. you know, so special. Yeah. Yeah. Send me that email, Erica, because I need more stuff in my closet. <laughs> Definitely let me know. I'm sure there's going to be sales. So I got to get yes, the sale. That's true. Boxing day is coming up. <laughs> I'm always like, you know, am I actually like losing money if I don't get this stuff on sale? So I want to make that money, obviously. Um, so I had asked you for your top five best celebrity looks of the year. And you sent me really good ones. And I feel like because there really haven't been, you know, the traditional award shows that we usually get all year round. Um, I've forgotten completely, like I forgot about the Oscars. I forgot that they happened. So when you sent me, your first one on the list was Janelle Monae at the Oscars earlier this year. I, I had to Google every single one of these because I was like, <laughs> wait, what happened at the Oscars? Was that a virtual Oscars? Was she actually there? I know, I know. To be honest, when you asked me, I, I had to like sort of do some research and think back as well, because this year has felt like a hundred years in one year. And <laughs> I was kind of like, when did we actually see celebrity looks? 
So yes. And then when I did go back to the Oscars, there were so many amazing moments um, this year, but Janelle Monet takes the cake. I mean, she looked so incredible in that Ralph Lauren collection dress and with like the hood, it just looked like, you know, sort of like as if like Star Wars had like a collection, a designer collection. Like yes. it was just so badass and so fashion forward. And I mean, she, she always comes with a look. So I was really excited to see her on the carpet that, that uh, this year and she did not disappoint. No. And I, heard, I had read that it was incredibly heavy for her to wear, but Janelle Monae pulls off anything and everything. Yeah, she made it look effortless. It was like, apparently it was like, like chain mail or something. It was crazy, like super, super heavy. Um, but you would never know. Like she made it look like it was just like a piece of feather. Yeah, yeah. She's exquisite. And you're right. It does have that hooded look of something not of this world. Yes. Which is how I feel about Janelle in general. Oh, yeah. She can do <laughs> no wrong. She's so talented. Um, and you also had, I feel like I always say, this young lady's name wrong. Dua Lipe? I say Dua Lipa. Lipa. Okay. Dua Lipa. Yeah. I trust, you, <laughs> I trust me. And she's also like out of this world with this outfit that you chose. And I never would have thought to check uh, talk shows. So you grabbed her from the Graham Norton show. Yes. Well, I think a lot of celebrities are still doing performances when they can sort of remotely for various shows. And so I remember catching a glimpse of this on, I think it was on Instagram or something. And I was like, what on earth is this? And I like did some deep diving uh, before I even, before we even talked about talking about this on the podcast, I was just like enamored by this. It's Valentino Haute Couture. No surprise because it is so couture. It is on another level. And that's someone else, like she's quite young and sort of just still like getting into the industry. And I feel like, watching her progression in fashion has been amazing because I really do feel like she is going to be someone to watch. I think she will become like, you know, a style icon because she is really pushing the boundaries. She is very unexpected. You never really know what she's going to wear to uh, award shows or for her performances. And this is a perfect example of that. I mean, on a lot of other people, this would probably overwhelm them and look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But like she is pulling it off with so much grace and so much poise and it just looks outstanding. Yeah. So it's like very shimmery fringe hanging off of her sleeve. She kind of just looks like a very sparkly waterfall. Yes. That's actually a perfect way to describe it. It just like really spoke to me and I just thought, man, we need more of this in 2020. Yeah. If this was, so it's like, it's completely covering her from the neck all the way down to the ground. It kind of pools around her feet. If this had like a huge chunk of the midriff missing, this is a share costume from the 70s for sure. Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. I could definitely see a more naked version <laughs> on share. A hundred percent. Right? Anything with that fringe, anything with a sparkle, I'm just like, take away yeah. like 98% of the fabric and that is share. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. God love her for it, man. <laughs> right? She still looks incredible. She looks fantastic. She pulls everything oh, off. Everything. And how old is she now? 70 something. Yeah, like that is like <laughs> mind blowing. She does not age. She's a, she and Jane Fonda. Those two. Yeah, Jane Fonda looks fantastic too, for sure. And Jane Fonda's yeah, actually, 
Yeah, I love her style too, by the way. She like she's always regularly on my best dress list because she always looks banging no matter what she wears. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about your Tracy Ellis Ross choice. Yes. So she won uh, an award at the People's Choice Awards this year um, for basically being her by being a style icon. And she accepted the award in a stunning Alexander McQueen, uh, sort of like this like caped thing with these like thigh high black leather boots and sort of like this really cool like caged piece that sort of put it all together on her bodice. Mm -hmm. Um, I I'm obsessed with her. I love her fashion. She always looks incredible. And again, she's another one where she's so transformative. Like you never know what she's going to wear to any event. And I think, you know, as someone who covers these kinds of things, it's so exciting for us because she will always have something to talk about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's just so, you can tell she just genuinely loves fashion, appreciates the craftsmanship that goes into designer. Uh, And of course, like, you know, her mother was such a style icon. So she's really following in her mother's footsteps. And I just think, you know, Diana Ross looked, I mean, she was so ahead of the game in so many ways with her fashion. And I feel like Tracy Ellis Ross is, is, doing the exact same but even beyond that because there's obviously just so much more availability now than there ever was before like in diana in uh, diana ross's time and i feel like you know she's able to push the boundaries so much more in fashion and i think that's what makes her so exciting and she was so deserving of that award this year because she just she just kills it and she also doesn't care she just like does her she's like you know what this day i'm feeling like this this day i'm feeling like this we never know. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. She's not one of those, those um, celebrities that shows up in the same silhouette, the same designer again and again and again. She's like, she does the oversize, no waist on it, like tent dresses. And then she'll do something skin tight with the boobies out. Looks so fabulous. Like <laughs> When I was looking, looking her up, she wore that like Cleopatra inspired solid gold gown to uh, the Vanity Fair after party for the Oscars. Yes. And that, I remember seeing that on, on social and that was like the best dress of the year, best dress I've ever seen at one of those parties. Like you, exactly to your point, she just has fun with fashion all the time. Yeah. And like, I've even seen her in like these super androgynous looks too. And most people could not pull that off and she pulls it off effortlessly. And I really think it comes, it comes down to having the right attitude about it. And, and she is very laissez-faire about it. She's like, I'm, I'm going to do me. I'm comfortable in my own skin and I love fashion and I'm going to wear what I feel like wearing mm-hmm. at any given day or time. And I think that's brilliant. That's what it's, that's what fashion's about. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, to the surprise of no one, one of the people that was able to rock masks, like it wasn't anything was Lady Gaga. And you have her on your list for everything she wore to the MTV Music Awards. <laughs> Yeah, this was one of the first, if not the first awards show to happen after the lockdown. And I was really excited to see what she was going to do because of course, like she's, you know, 
she's in her own league when it comes to fashion and being and you know being a chameleon really and she did not disappoint she i think she had like nine outfits that one award show mm-hmm. that might have been a, a new record for her and she pulled off every single one in the coolest way top to bottom hair makeup mask outfit shoes everything she looked unbelievable and i think like that might be one of her most memorable and iconic fashion moments ever dare i say that might beat out the meat dress it just might i think so and she had like like you said so many different masks like she's wearing a completely see-through like helmet she looks again like an alien <laughs> yeah a bedazzled one to match an all-white outfit some kind of like mad max looking pink one with like the big face breather thing in the front yep yeah she looks glam she looks so glamorous in all of these outfits and masks i don't know how she does yeah, it yeah she, she looks she like especially in that valentino haute couture where she's wearing like that sort of skin tight silver bodysuit with like the matching um silver mask and then she had like it almost looks like massive angel wing cape behind Mm her um that was like one of my favorite looks i've ever seen on her hands down and she even had like the silver hair to match i just thought it was brilliant yeah the amount of planning that that would take from the stylist and from her of course like you know she's very involved in all of this as well um but the amounting amount of planning that would take everyone on her team to pull that off what must have been oh my gosh months and months and months but of course then in in execution it was perfect yeah and she she even performed wearing a mask yeah i think she was one of the few people who did yeah and i know there was you know some back and forth about whether or not she was actually performing live like singing but the fact that even if she's only dancing wearing that mask i'm still super impressed Listen, I, I have had renovations happening in this house. So obviously there's people in and out. So I'm constantly in my mask and me just going up like two flights of stairs. I'm like dying out Mm -hmm. of breath with my mask on. So I can't (laughs) even imagine. And also it kind of annoys me that people would sort of shame her about that because we all know the girl can sing for God's sake. So if she like had to lip sync because she was dancing her ass off for, you know, five minutes, all while wearing a mask to make a point to how important mask wearing is. I'm all for it. A hundred percent. Absolutely. I totally agree, Erica. Um, and lastly, you included a guy on your list, but like not shockingly at all, it's Billy Porter. <laughs> yeah. Billy he's Porter. He's another one. He, oh can't, my gosh. he cannot do anything wrong. No. And as soon as I find out that he's coming to an award show, I am like so excited and already putting him down on my best dress list because he is incredible and in my eyes can do no wrong. He's just so brilliant. And someone else again, who like really takes time and thoughtfulness into each and every one of his pieces that he, you know, whether it's custom or not, you can tell there's so much thought put into every look that he creates um, with his stylist. And I just think that he, 
you know, even just from a humanity standpoint, like what he does and walking out on the carpet. I remember the first time, I think it was the Oscars and he came out in that like tuxedo ball gown. Yeah. I just think like, you know, aside from it being beautiful and wonderful and fashion and all the things, it's also so important for, for people to see that and see it being celebrated. Mm -hmm. I think he, you know, he's going to continue like he's only you know he's been around a long time but he's definitely like you know at, at the forefront he, he is a bon bona fide star now and i'm just so thrilled to see him where he is now because he's so deserving of it and the amount of people he's going to help by just being himself and out in the public eye it's a wonderful thing and him at the emmys this year um in ashy studio I mean, listen, I want it. I'd wear it. It's, yeah. It's, it was so beautiful, perfectly tailored. Um, and androgyny is becoming such a big part of, of fashion now, which I think is a wonderful thing. And, and it, it is amazing to see this piece on a man, but also for me to be like, I would wear that. I think that's an amazing thing. I think another actor who has done that really well, actually, um, is Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. I feel like Timothy Chalamet is also someone who's like young on the scene, has made a mark for himself already. Uh, and I think he's going to be a style icon very soon, if not already. Or another example, Harry Styles. I think, you know, all these guys are like really pushing the boundaries of fashion in really innovative and unique ways. And I, I like, I am all for it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's, it's so sad in past years when I would get excited just to see a guy on a red carpet wearing a suit that wasn't black. And you're <laughs> like, oh my God, is that a burgundy suit? Is that Hunter Green? Holy shit. What <laughs> an amazing statement to make. Oh, and now you girl, have these men that are you. actually not afraid to step out of the suit box entirely. Yeah. And where things that you're right are that can go either way. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like I remember in past years where I'd have to pick like best dress for both men and women. And oh my God, the hardest thing was picking out the man because everything was so boring. But now it's it's hard. I mean, another one that comes to mind is Chadwick Boseman. I mean, mm -hmm. he had incredible style, both like you know, off the red carpet and on the red carpet. And he was another one who really tested the boundaries of fashion. And I just remember so many incredible moments like him at the Oscars or at the Met Gala where he just looked outstanding. And um, I think it's men like that who are really, you know, who are, who are doing it so publicly on carpets are making such an impact on everybody else. And this whole like concept of fluidity and gender bending in fashion I think is only going to continue to um, be more powerful and, and, and exciting. It's like, we shouldn't be putting ourselves in a box like that. And I think that's the beauty about style and fashion is it's based solely on how you feel and what makes you feel good. And I think, you know, that's a, that's a pretty exciting thing. Yeah. Anytime you can have men on your best dress list that you're not just like, I mean, it's a black suit, but it's a velvet jacket. <laughs> He's really mixing it up. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yes, we are finally 
getting to a point where the men's fashion, dare I say, sometimes more exciting than the women's. Hell yeah. <laughs> that. I love that. I think that's a perfect place to end this. Thank you so, so much, Erica. What a delight chatting with you about clothes and my hoarding issues, which I <laughs> may or may not work on. We'll see. Honestly, this was like the best. It's also just like, you know, you and I go way back. I mean, I feel like we've known each other for how many years? I we both came up around the same time. Almost a decade, I would say, Eric. I think so. Yeah. I feel like it probably was close to, it's been close to 10 years. And it's just amazing to see everything you've done and all your success. And now you're a mom. And it just, honestly, it's just wonderful. And congratulations. And thank you for having me. It was honestly my pleasure. Right back at you, Erica. You are all over the place. (laughs) And even, even in the pandemic, when I'm thinking like, how are these amazing women out there going to continue with their fabulous jobs? And you are doing it. You're filming all of these segments for so many shows in your home. You're still pulling amazing outfits. I'm wearing the same sweatpants I've been wearing five days in a row, but you are taking street style (laughs) photos, looking amazing. Let, let people listening know like where to find you, where to watch you, where to catch you. Uh, well, you can uh, find me at Erica on fashion.com or at Erica on fashion, on fashion and with, you know, all the things, Instagram. I'm, I'm dabbling with TikTok. I haven't really posted anything yet. I'm too scared, but I finally got it a couch. So stay tuned <laughs> for that. You're brave. Um, and, uh, and yeah, all the, all the shows, all the shows I'm on, uh, on CTV, your morning, E-Talk, the social and Marilyn Dennis. Uh, yeah, I feel really awkward talking about myself. So that's all. <laughs> all right. We can end it there then. Thanks so much, Erica. I'm gonna just keep following you for all the inspiration for clothes that I'm not going to wear because I'm still in my jams, but I'll, I'm going to buy stuff. Post-pandemic, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to, I'm going to help you with your closet. <gasps> oh my God. So I should say thank you by now. <laughs> yeah, you might need to. I'm going to start wearing these clothes every single day, just like a final hurrah. Clothes that still probably have tags on them for sure in here. <laughs> oh God. Clothes that didn't even fit when I bought it the first time. Oh Lord. Yeah, I you know. Need, you need some serious help. I know. Let me tell you the worst, the most ashamed I am of a piece of clothing in this closet. I have a pair of Ivy Park pants that are wonderful, but they did not fit when I got them. I ordered them online. I don't know what I was thinking, getting like an extra small, just really thinking highly of myself that day. And they came and I swear to God, like they were on the insides of like my hip bones. And I just, I don't, you know, ordering things online, I don't like to send things back because it's a whole deal. I just eat the cost. So they're somewhere in here and I've never worn them and they're so tiny. Do you have like an 11 year old? You should ask around and see if you have like a friend who would like them and who could wear them. I'm asking you, do you know like an 11 year old girl that would fit into these pants? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny I don't think I know a grown-ass woman who can fit in these pants there's no Listen, chance we've all been there we've all had those moments where we've ordered the wrong thing online especially now during the pandemic so well I think I what I need to say to you is no more shopping until Done. I do your closet okay 
and then we'll go together. We okay. We don't know when this is gonna end, Erica. <laughs> Let's say spring. Let's just be really positive. Okay. And we'll say the spring 2021. Okay. I will try not to buy anything new until spring. You got it. I try. I believe in you. <laughs> so sweet. I don't even believe in myself. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> I'll just send you all that good energy. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. This was fabulous. Love you. This was amazing. I'll talk to you soon, girl. Bye. Bye. Last episode of 2020 is in the books. Thank you all again so much for everything. Liking the videos on Instagram, hitting subscribe, listening to episodes, following me on social media at the Bianca T. Not one bit of it has gone unnoticed or unappreciated. Thank you to the enormous list of guests that have come on and shared their expertise and interests with me. I already have a handful of awesome ones set up for the new year. As always, you can catch the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And when and if you do, please subscribe, rate, and review Bees Nest Podcast. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs>